My name is Blake Huffine, and I'm the pastor here at the Movement Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this message inspires you. hope it grows you closer to Jesus Christ. So let's jump right in and receive the message. Welcome to the Movement Church. Today we're going to be discussing speaking in tongues. Uh, our center foundation for the message today is going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. So if you want to be there for quick reference, uh, you can go ahead and jump there now if you feel free to. Uh, so this is an extremely popular yet controversial topic among Christians today, right? Uh, even a common reason for division in the church is the belief in how the Holy Spirit is moving today in the lives of the believers and how the gifts of the Spirit's work then and how the gift of the Spirit works now. So let's go ahead and jump into the scripture a little bit and let's talk about what exactly is speaking in tongues. What is speaking in tongues? Verse 2 in chapter 14, it says that one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God for no one understands. But in his spirit he speaks mysteries. So when someone speaks in a tongue, this is a language that only God can understand. That man cannot learn this language. It can only be spoken through the Spirit. So what's the point in this language? What's the, what's the point in speaking these mysteries to God? Verse 4 says, One who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. So for self-edification, one can speak mysteries to God. Now verse 14 says that if I pray in a tongue, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So this is talking about... Um, praying in tongue, but before it, it says, therefore, let anyone who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. So when you pray in a tongue, you should pray for the edification for yourself. You should pray for the interpretation for yourself. But if you speak in tongues over a congregation or over people, you come into verse 27, which says that if anyone speaks in a tongue, it should be by two or at most three, and in each turn, one must interpret. But if there is no interpreter, he must keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. So if you were speaking just to God, there does not have to be an interpreter. But if someone is speaking tongues over a congregation or over a group of people or to an individual, then there must be an interpretation given. So who can speak in tongues, right? Who can speak in tongues? Well, speaking over someone in tongues is a spiritual gift that has to be led and given by the Holy Spirit uh, in, in that context. But now praying in tongues is given to the person when they're filled with the Holy Spirit. Mark 16, verse 17, it says, These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents, and they will drink any deadly poison. It will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So don't even get me started on casting out demons. But they will speak with new tongues is what it says. Now the pick up serpents part and the drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. Okay, this is in context to uh, the will of God. Okay, if you are working and moving in the will of God, these signs uh, will, will happen to keep the will of God continuing. So let me rephrase that to where you can understand. If, uh, like for instance, with Paul, when he got bit by the deadly snake, he is in the will of God. He is in the move of God. So something like that's not going to stop him. But that doesn't mean that you can just walk out here in the woods and grab a deadly snake and get bit by it because you're a Christian. That's not how it works. When you're working, when you're moving in the will of God and in the power of the Spirit, then those things will not harm you. But it says that they will speak with new tongues. So even throughout the book of Acts, when you see people getting filled with the Holy Spirit, what happens? They spoke with tongues, and most of the time they even prophesied. 
Now, another situation is like Acts 2, where they uh, were filled with the Holy Spirit and they were speaking and the people heard them speaking in their own language. This is because they were given the interpretation. The interpretation happened, okay? But when you pray in a tongue, there does not have to be an interpretation. But here's the thing, all right? So above all tongues, above all prophecy, all healings, um, there is something that 1 Corinthians 13 makes clear to us. Okay, that above all these things, if you do not have love, you're nothing. If you don't have prophecy, or if you don't have love, prophecy and healings and all these things um, are nothing. If you don't love your neighbor with the truth and with the righteousness, uh, then what are you? Okay. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, says, Love is patient and love is kind. It's not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. It does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It's not provoked. It does not take into action wrong suffer. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but it rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. So above all these spiritual gifts... It says that prophecy is the superior gift, but even so with prophecy, if you do not have love, then what are you, right? What do you represent? Speaking 10,000 words in tongues, but with not having love, then what does that even mean as being a Christ follower? So in a summary, the Holy Spirit gives the ability to pray in tongues, as a gift, one can speak in tongues if there is an interpreter there, which it would not be led by the Spirit unless there is an interpreter there. The Spirit wouldn't lead someone to speak out over a congregation unless there was an interpreter there ready to receive. He's not a God of confusion. He's not a God of disorder. That's what this is about, is order. There is an orderly manner for these things to happen. Let all things be done for edification. So as I taught in part one of this series that the Holy Spirit is a gift. He is a gift himself. And if you've not been filled by him, if you've not been baptized by him, I'm going to pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you can take this moment, open up your heart, believe and ask for the receiving of your holy language, of your prayer language. You can receive that right now if you are ready, if you are, uh, and if it's in the will of God, honestly, you know, you got to be willing to, um, Get out of your comfort zone, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, now, it doesn't mean that if someone doesn't pray in tongues that they don't have the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean that if someone doesn't pray in tongues that they're not saved. Okay, the moment that I, that I gave my life to the Lord, I was born again. It was after that that someone came up to me, as I mentioned last week, asked me a very biblical question. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? I had not. I was baptized in the Spirit. I spoke in tongues that time, that moment, and then it, it was a few, like an hour later, I, I prayed in tongues in a prayer garden, and then it was months later before I ever prayed in tongues again. I was filled with doubt. I doubted it for months until finally I had a feeling of the Holy Ghost. I experienced that once again, and ever since then, I've held fast to it, and I've prayed in tongues, and, um, and I strongly believe that anybody who wants this gift will receive it. Okay, so we're going to pray today that you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you've been filled before, awesome, get refilled. But if you haven't received your prayer language, uh, ask God for it. Ask God for it, desire it. It says you have not because you ask not. He's not going to give you a stone when you ask for bread. 
So ask for your spiritual gifts. Ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit as I pray for uh, for you today, uh, so let's just go ahead and, and let's just uh, let's just encounter the presence of God. Let's just let God fill us, fill the room. Um, yeah, let's just let's just enjoy His presence. Lord, we invite the presence of the Holy Spirit to this room right now in the name of Jesus. We invite you here, not only just in the room, uh, but in our hearts, in our in our body. Lord, make us your temple. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Fill us. Uh, help us walk righteous to glorify you, to represent Christ, the anointed, to represent the Messiah. We ask, Lord, for a filling of the Holy Spirit. Fill every dark void in our life, of our body. Fill every darkness with the light of the Holy Spirit. Fill us with you, Christ, your Spirit. Father, we thank you for the gift of the helper, the comforter that was promised. We thank you for that. We thank you for your word and your revelation. So we ask right now in the name of Jesus, your word says we have not because we ask not. But we ask with motives to glorify you that you would fill us with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Fill us with the Holy Spirit. Baptize us with the Spirit. Following the baptism of the water is the baptism of spirit. The Bible says Jesus baptizes with the Holy Spirit. We pray for that. We pray for the filling of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. We pray for the prayer language. Lord, we pray for them that, 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 they, would, that they would be filled with the Spirit and that these would experience the prayer language as evidence, Lord. We pray right now for the filling of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Lord, we thank you for your spirit. Wow. You're so amazing, Lord. You're so amazing. Guys, I want to take this moment to explain during this presence that there's self-control in the feeling of the Holy Spirit. It's not going to feel like you're being overtook. It's not going to feel like you're leaving uh, or losing control or anything like that. It's going to be a sensation. Now I want you to understand that when you start feeling that bulling up in your stomach, that is your prayer language. It's not going to take over your tongue. The Holy Spirit does not take over your tongue. Okay, He will lead you. He will give you uh, like the utterance of what to say. So just trust Him with your tongue and just let it flow. Let it flow. Continuously pray and let it flow. Praise Him. Give glory to Him for who He is. Say, God, you are so great. Believe it when you say it. Say, Lord, you're so fantastic. I praise you, Lord. I praise you. I praise you, Lord. I praise you. Let the Spirit lead your tongue. I praise you, Lord. You're so great, Lord. You're so great, Father. You don't need an interpreter because you're praying to God. You're speaking the mysteries that no man can understand. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. Mark 16, 17. These signs will accompany those that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons and they will speak with new tongues. Acts 19. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Be filled with the Spirit. 
Let God dwell inside you. Not just lead you, but be inside you. Fill you. Establish his throne inside you. Make you the temple of the Holy Spirit. Father, fill the viewers in the name of Jesus, please. Allow them to feel the utmost presence of God. We give all praise and glory to the name of Jesus. Guys, thank you guys for watching. I hope you were filled. Um, I, I hope that, and I'm believing that your life has changed now, being filled with the Holy Spirit. If it didn't happen, if you didn't feel like it happened, keep pursuing it. Keep chasing Him because this is a gift that He wants you to have. If you need extra help, feel free to reach out. We are here for you, and I'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you.